Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. All right, Williams and Bloom on your Wednesday, the Wednesday pod presented as always by our friends at MechDyne and the MechDyne Corporation. Go to MechDyne.com today if you hate your job. How do you like that for a promo? I'm serious, though. It's a really great company. I know the CEO. I know a lot of its leadership. They are constantly looking for Iowa Staters, uh, IT, visual video services, software services. Even like if you're into marketing or maybe it's you want to like a, just a desk job, like reception. They have everything. You want to know something cool? What? Yeah. I was talking to, uh, so Iowa State's letter winners folks have a networking career office. Uh, Clover was in there the other day trying to figure out internship opportunities for the football team. Oh, great. Which is actually really hard for them because it's hard for your traditional companies to work around the schedules of a football player that has other demands. They, they actually struggle sometimes to find those right fits for these guys. Uh, but Clover's like, what are we going to do to help? So he's not only helping us, he's helping We Will, he's helping uh, the, the legitimate Iowa State Athletics through networking and career opportunities for the guys too. Awesome. Uh, MacDyne, not only supporting Cyclone Fanatic, but they do a lot of good things for Iowa State in general. We did a lot of football previewing the season on Sunday slash Monday show. We are going to go all basketball today as I'm starting to get some tidbits coming out of practice. You know, they're getting ready for this Bahamas trip, so we'll we'll get you prepped for that. Uh, Before we do that, we are having our golf outing on the sixteenth, yes. and uh, Bloom, you've done a lot of work in getting this set up for us. This will be a couple of things. It's a golf outing slash it is a road show. It could be one or both or neither, or hopefully yes. not neither. But hey, by the way, uh, Colin Newell's playing with me. By the way, we're playing. You can play. We we got. We need a force. Okay. I actually had a. I had a. This this is what I love about people. My guy Jay on the forums reached out. He said, "Hey." I want to pay double what the entry fee is to be able to play in your group. Oh, so okay. Me and Jay are going to be, be on. We're going to be on the team. Can, uh, I, can I tell you how to do it? How to sign up? Yes, I would love this. Okay, so it's in Storm Lake on August the sixteenth at Lake Creek Golf Course. So the best way to sign up: one hundred twenty-five dollars per person. That includes the dinner that follows, the social that follows. If Which, you want to stay, and we're going to do a full program preview in the season. The whole, the whole shebang. Yep. This just this this covers golf dinner but the great thing is literally 80 percent of this money this 125 dollars is coming to we will to help out so not only are you getting around to golf at a really nice golf course staying for the social and everything mm-hmm. else but then mm-hmm. you're also helping out we will they're legitimately giving us 90 dollars that's of, great of that entry fee so the best thing to do and i would love to fill this up they have room for 36 teams so plenty of room you can sign up as a foursome which would be great if you're an individual, we could probably find partners for you. But call Lake Creek Golf Course at 712-732-1548 and ask to sign up for the Cyclone Fanatic We Will Golf Outing. would love to fill that up and have a great time on Wednesday, August 16th. Shotgun start around 1130 or noon. Okay. Give that number. It's 712-732-1548. Yes. And, and ask to sign up for the Fanatic And they said they'll, make, they'll take your payments the day of the golf. Correct. I, I can't wait. I'm 
I'm creeping back into golf. Yeah, you I sounded want. like. Man, I've played twice this year and I've just been hitting the hell out of the ball. But it's I know me, I know I know how it works. Like it's all mental. And I haven't thought about golf in seven or eight years. I don't care anymore. So I'm going out there and just killing it. Once I start to think that I'm good again, I'm gonna start sucking. So it's like I'm gonna take my I'm gonna this will be my third time and I'm not playing again. I'm playing like four times this week, so all my games are my game's locked in. I'm in the perfect guy for a member guest right now because my handicap is not reflective of this is how you win in member guests mm. is you inflate your handicap. I'm not giving away all the secrets. People know this. And then you play a lot and maybe you don't mark down a score or two. Is that unethical? Potentially. But anyway, handicap's a lot better than it sh- says on the old USGA. I was website. just in Storm Lake last week. I, I had to go and um, speak to some partners of ours and I hadn't been there in a really long time. I don't think I had been to Storm Lake in 25 years. Big old resort right there on the yeah, lake. Yeah, yeah. Stay at. It's not a bad we just little, stay there. Not a, for like four days. And, you know, I'm kidding. No, we're not because fall camp will be going on. Yeah. And it is that time but, of year. But would love, seriously, 712 732 1548 Lake Creek Golf well, Course. Please, please sign up. What's really fun about it is that this area doesn't get much yeah. stuff. So we, I think we're going to have a great crowd. These are the exact types of areas that we want to go with these people who are really into it. And Evan there at the golf course has just been awesome to work with. He reached out from us on day one when he knew that we were looking for road shows. This is the exact type of place that I want to go. And if, if you do, if you're not a golfer, you can still come to the program slash social following. Yes. And we'll have some men's basketball and women's basketball players there potentially as well. Um, before we get into these practice notes, I w- we had we didn't do this earlier this week, and, w- and we absolutely should have the Dedrick Willoughby story. Yeah, uh, really stopped us in our tracks when we learned that last Thursday uh, that the Cyclone legend passed away at the age of forty nine years old. You wrote a great column about it, Brent, because I it's one of those deals where uh, this was how it was when Johnny Orr died too. It's like I I can't capture this. I didn't. I wasn't yeah. an Iowa State guy when Dedrick Willoughby played there. I certainly remember him harassing other teams that I would watch. Um, and then he played for the Bulls. And uh, just a lot of uh, great memories there. And this is 49 years old, man. It just doesn't. It's like a lot of those McCarney football players where you think about it. It's like it doesn't seem possible. Yeah, and he was one of those guys. It's like almost you, you didn't think he'd get older. Like he just played the game, running around all the time, constant energy. I mean, just keeping up with a little bit, little bit of him on Facebook and Instagram looked like the guy hadn't aged one bit, and you know, reportedly passes away of a heart attack while playing pickup basketball. And it's just like God, I mean, like that's the, it was dual dual layers for me. It's like man, that was my like Dedrick that team that ninety five through ninety seven era of Iowa State basketball still my favorite. And I know it's because I was an impressionable. I was eleven, twelve years yeah. old, like we all are. But those guys, I mean, they were the epitome of Iowa State where nobody gave them a chance. They were picked dead last yeah. in the league. They had a bunch of nobodies, honestly. And I don't I don't I didn't mean disrespect of calling those guys nobodies. Like I had somebody say, hey, that's not very nice to the Kenny Pratts and the Sean Banks. I didn't mean it like that, but just like the reputation wasn't there. Nobody had heard of these guys, and they were well, awesome to it's watch. It's like Robert Jones going to the Sweet 16. Yeah. yeah. Like, Very we similar. love him. Yeah, like, and I this say, is I, this guy from Denver. I felt bad because like, somebody's like, uh, somebody said, you know, 
you didn't have to insult Kenny Pratt. I didn't mean to insult Kenny Pratt. Like yeah. I, I loved Kenny Pratt. Um, but the point is these guys had zero expectations. They played a style that everybody had to buy in very similar to the way TJ had to turn yeah, that around. That's what I said. But, it's very similar deal of this team. You had this monster shot blocker in Kelvin Cato, who was way better than even he knew he was. But then Willoughby was the offense. It was basically nobody else can do much. If Kenny Pratt couldn't get a, a free throw opportunity, then it was Dedrick's going to run around a bunch of screens, you know, like he was Steph Curry and make a bunch of jump shots. And he did it effortlessly. And those teams, I, that was the best Iowa State team up to that point of my life when I was 12. Because let's remember, Iowa State football was awful. You know, I was born in 84. I would say football was awful that whole time, the whole time. And even basketball had Johnny Orr, but it's not like Iowa State was making Sweet 16 runs. They weren't. And so that Dedrick team that won a Big 8 championship in 96, the final Big 8 championships, that's the first time I've ever seen Iowa State win anything. Wow. It was. Like, that was yeah. it. Never won mm-hmm. a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Never won a conference championship. And if you're saying this, there's thousands of people listening who had the same experience. Never won a not, – not even a conference tournament. Like, I don't re- – I. Looking back now, how did why did we put up with all that? We didn't do a thing. Yeah. Women's basketball was horrible. Wrestling was still pretty good, but you know, track and field was good. But this is there. Iowa State Athletics was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like you even the last couple of years where football's been a little bit down, at least you had basketball winning things or going to a sweet sixteen, or even basketball's down that one year that you win a fiesta bowl. Mm-hmm. In the mid eighties to early nineties, yeah, you had some teams. Johnny was fun. Don't get me wrong. Did make a Sweet 16 in 88 with Hornacek and Grayer. And, but I don't remember that. I was four. Yeah. So, th- but that that team was like, oh my gosh, you actually can win at Iowa State. There was a point growing up where it's like, I don't think Iowa State's ever going to win anything. Like, that's what it, you couldn't beat Iowa. You couldn't do anything. Uh, but Dedrick and team proved that. You win the Big 8 over Kansas. And it, it literally, when you're 11 years old, it was like beating that boss at the end of Super Mario Brothers. Like, you didn't know it was possible. Bowser. Yeah. Bowser, you're yeah. being Bowser. Oh my God, that and was so stressful Dedrick, when you would get to yeah, that. You guys like, oh, oh going to have to turn it off. Uh, but Dedrick and the guys did that, and then they rose the next year all the way into the top five. And this was in the middle of the Sports Center Golden Era, where the only way yeah. you saw your team on Sports Center is if you were good or ranked. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't watch them, and they were on local TV. Well, because yeah, Sports Center would do everything. They did everything. Too. So the NHL. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was. I, I still remember. I think it was Kenny Main, not Kenny Main. Maybe it's Kenny Maine or uh, uh, Craig uh, Kilborn. Kilborn. Here you go, Kilvin Keto. <laughs> and it's just like that. That was that was my impressionable years, and I, I love that team. And I, can I just share this real quick? So yeah, I wrote that, to. and actually somebody just um, wrote me a note today. It it was from Dedrick's sister. Oh, and she wrote, "Thank you for this article." This is my favorite of my brother that I've ever read. Thank you for sharing. Oh, that's it's awesome. Like, oh my gosh. Like well, I good for you. Yeah. Man, that's no, but I'm just like I wish, I guess the whole point of this was, and not and we'll talk about basketball here in a little bit. A lot of these players, they come to Ames, they don't realize the impact they're making probably until it's too late. And that's kind of, like I would have loved to tell Dedrick, I've never met him outside of this camp where I got to play him in a game of knockout. I never got a chance to sit, tell him how much he impact he made on my childhood and learning it's, what it's like to win. But then also as importantly, C-Dub, that when they lost to UCLA, it was learning how to lose. And in a weird way, and I, I, I don't mean to compare sports with legitimate grief, but that teaches you how to compartmentalize emotions. And, you know, you, you have to go through difficult things in life. And 
something like that actually helps not to get totally philosophical here. I think one of the things too, it's like Willoughby didn't grow up in an era uh, as a, as a player. Uh, when I say grow up, not as a yeah, child yeah. Um, with Twitter where fans could reach out to you. Correct. And, the, and there's pluses and minuses here. Sometimes fans can be awful yes, players, which we would be. encourage you not to do, yep. but I've seen it. Um, but most of the time it's very positive. It's very uplifting to the player. And, you know, a guy like that never, you know, you feel the love when you go out in Hilton and you have a standing ovation and people come up to you on the streets or whatever, but you don't get that constant outpouring love like a guy like, say, Monte Morris probably gets. Yeah, or Niang. You know, Dedrick was here for two years, left. I think he came back once or twice. I think he actually thought about getting his degree and coming back, but not the same. I mean, now it, it's different. I think he started that process. I, I don't know I don't if know he if finished it. Yeah. I know he started it. But And, and I, I guess the point is, like, for even the student-athletes now, when they're on campus, they probably feel the stress and they feel all that. But the impact they're having on, on some of these younger people specifically is really, really cool. And I think that's the really the power of college sports. And, you know, here I am 25 years later after this stupid game of knockout, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm almost 40 now. But that was literally a highlight of being a kid. And Dedrick doesn't know that. Yeah. And I wish I would have been able to tell him. And that was kind of the point. I, I had a similar experience when um, when Tinsley came back for that prom reunion that yeah. one year. Remember that? Yeah. And, yeah. like, you could tell he was just not ready for the, like, just media wanting to talk to him. I think yeah. he was kind of like, why do all you guys want to talk to me? Why do you care me? about me? You and that's know? the thing, it's it's totally when these guys go out, I don't think they realize how big a deal they really were until they come back and kind of get to soak it all in again. Well, it's a plus when you play at Iowa State for that matter. Yeah. I and, mean, if and, that matters to you, like legacy and stuff like that, like these guys are legends. And, and I'm glad Dedrick is in the Hall of Fame where he deservedly is. He's still, you know, if I go down my favorite list of cyclones that I've I've watched play, uh he he's still at the top. I mean, for you, for you young guys and gals, he was basically Tyrus McGee, but could play defense too. Um, that's the type of impact he made on a game. Uh, thank a few of our sponsors, and then we're going to get into these notes on the basketball practices. Gravitate Coworking has been with us for a really long time. We really appreciate our friend Jeff Wood and what they do for us. I want you to go to gravitatecoworking.com. Look at locations right now in downtown Des Moines, the East Village Des Moines, in Windsor Heights, and also in Jefferson. You can have anything you want, Bloom. You can have a mailbox. You can have a desk. You can have a floating desk. You can have your own damn office if you want. They got everything at gravitatecoworking.com. They're actually, I'm seeing on their website right now, a private office in the downtown location. These are hard to find. is available right now at gravitatecoworking.com. Also, our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing, listen up, farmers. When the harvest is in full swing, our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing, they know time is important. And that's why, man, I think it was like 45 years ago, uh, Jeff Kelderman's dad invented what is called the Kelderman Corn Reel. It is a uh, fully adjustable, um, this is above my, (laughs) this is above my, pay grade for exactly what this is but what it does bloom is it allows you the variability to speed up and slow down your reel and do all the because what you don't want 
is to screw up all your corn. Right? Can we Nobody agree with that? that? You don't want yep. to knock it all down. The wind, all this stuff. Weather can be a bad deal for corn, yeah. right? The Kelderman Corn Reel, they came up with this incredible, incredible invention to help with damaged corn. Farm, farmers no longer have to leave their crop in the field. They can salvage that that would have normally been lost when it's been knocked down and do all that stuff. And that's what the Kelderman Corn Reel does. So Wait, it helps what, you what save that harvest. Do? My gosh. They do a lot of different stuff, but the trucks. corn reel, what they do. So listen up. If you're a farmer listening, if you're one of our Wiffles seedsmen out there, um, listen up and th- remember the Kelderman Corn Reel for when you guys uh, have problems. Uh, kind of need to plan on having problems during harvest, and then hopefully you don't. But if you do, remember our friends at Kelderman in Oskaloosa. At Wiffles Hybrids, we focus on one big thing, developing, producing, and marketing superior corn hybrids. A big part of that is doing all the little things right, no matter how small, to keep our customers coming back. Turns out, the little things aren't so little after all. Wiffles Hybrids, one thing done right, and all the little things too. All right, I'm just going to give you some notes. Please. Now, I gave these to our insiders, our Psycho and Fanatic Premium subscribers on Monday. And I'm going to kind of go down the list here and talk about them a I little bit. I haven't seen with you. these yet. So, uh, it does sound like Tame and Lipsy's been working really hard on the three point shot. Now, the, is he Matt Thomas? Absolutely not. But doesn't need to be. He, from what I understand, the confidence is way up for Taman, and he's earned the right to, you know, not get passed up in the offense now. Which last year it was like, okay, Taman, you got to play, but you can't shoot threes. And it it towards it took teams a while. And it, but at, towards the end of the year, it became an issue. Yes, where they were just literally playing like that a second sagging zone. scout of the Big Twelve is so hard it was ba- it, it when was you're tough limited. On yeah, it, well, when you're limited talent wise, the second time around the Big Twelve is brutal. If he is a threat from out there, it just opens up the floor because what would happen is that his guy would just sag off of him in the lane and clog everything else up. So now Jaron, it makes it way harder on Jaron because Jaron couldn't get in the lane anymore. And it takes away that mid post from Oshun, and it did all this stuff. Not Taman's fault completely, but these coaches are really good, so they will, yeah. they will, they will snuff out your weakness and and make you pay for it. And even the threat, if Taman could shoot thirty five percent from three at an acceptable rate, huge, absolutely huge. That would be. I'd sign up for that right yes. now. Thirty five, bring it on. Yeah. Uh, Hassan Ward is a totally different guy than he was a year ago. And it sounded to me, from what I understand, he really, I mean, we saw him come on in March. He looked a lot better in March than he did even in February. Yes. But people need to remember that he missed the summer last year because of that passport or visa issue or whatever was going on there. And he, I mean, I, I think he's really pushed Jones to be the starting five for he's Iowa State. so much bigger than when he got here. Like so much I haven't bigger. seen him, but I've oh heard he's put goodness. on a lot of weight. Just looks the part. Now you want? I got, I got something special for the premium members. Do you know this? I don't okay. know if I've talked to you about this. All right. So I want people to get to know Hassan a little bit more. So when they're down in the Bahamas, I've come up with a, a an arrangement with Hassan. Okay. To speak directly to the premium subscribers after the games in the Bahamas. Oh wow! Yep. Look at this. Yep. Forgot to tell you that. Breaking news. Yep. So if you if you're a premium member or if you're a We Will Club member. We're going to find ways to have Hassan hop on after games in order to uh, 
give the people the scoop of what happened. Maybe the only way you find out about really all the inside details. Do you remember? I think we we have talked about this. I think a couple of weeks ago, the Royce White year, and we were all streaming those games yes. in like Italy or whatever. Yes. I hope we can do that this year's team. I, I'm it's ready. It's not. They won't. Oh, they, they're not going to put anything. They'll have some. Isn't it in Atlantis? Yeah, it's there's well, so, somewhere down there. I don't know. Okay, exactly I didn't know it if it was like the actual like I don't, same ballroom. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Thought However, probably not. But there is internet, and so we're gonna we're gonna have a couple of Zoom calls with Hassan while he's down there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, about that. Yeah, I know he's been he's been really good. He's up to two. This is I don't know if this is updated, but the the website has him at two twenty five. He came into Iowa State at one eighty five. Okay, that that's so the other guy in the same vein is. Trey King, which we all saw him be pretty good in the Big 12 last year, but still, and I, if you guys haven't read it, I did that piece on him in March about his development and how hard it is to actually be a mid-year transfer. Or he wasn't a mid-year, but you know, yeah, yeah. to start in the middle of the season in the Big 12, it's a brutal task for anybody. And he physically got a taste of like, oh, okay, this is where I am. This is where I need to be. And from what I understand, his rebounding and like this physicality on defense are considerably better. Yeah. So I they it sounds to me, and then you throw Omaha in there, right? That the front court should be, and, and Mom, then you have Jones Mom, and Momchilovich, yeah, or Momchilovich, actually Momchilovich, yeah. That's the actual. I don't correct think of him as a front court guy. I know that I, I, I still think of him as like a wing, I guess, but he's a big wing. Yeah, he's a Grady Dick. Yeah. Momchilovich. Yep. But no, you got to, I think you love the front court. Uh, Gilbert, the kid from UNLV. Yes. Uh, he might be, so the, I'm thinking Ellipsy Gilbert on ball duo. Intense. Is pretty good. That guy, somebody told me before he got here that he played the hardest of anybody in the Mountain West Conference. Like played the hardest. Just. Was he was not going to let you outplay him? That's that's he's lived up to that. Now, is he the most skilled shooter? Probably not yet. But Gilbert is going to have a a, a major impact defensively for sure. I think he's going to score too. I mean, I'm telling you, these three guys they got in the transfer portal. When we look back, we're going to say, how in the world did Iowa State get those three guys in the same offseason with the current climate? And it's just kudos to everybody for how that whole thing turned out because these three are all going to play Gilbert, maybe the most productive of the three. Yeah. I don't, and I'm really high on Pav, and we've talked about Curtis Jones already too. And I just, I love Jones. This T I don't know, Pav, he's the one I don't feel like I know enough about. I need to be able to watch some Wofford tape. I did. He's the one guy where I'm kind of, but everybody seems to really like, yeah, I just, man, today it's July, late July. Don't know until the lights really turn on, but it it just seems like the skill for this team is so much better than it has been the last couple of years. Those were the notes that I kind of had. I I do think another because I know a lot of people will be like, "Well, give me an update on Blue, on Chilovich, stuff like that." Well, I I I think one thing that we're going to start we've seen as a trend, and we'll continue with this particular program, is the fact that the guys who have been there have a huge advantage. Yes. Because of how hard they actually go in the offseason. And maybe that's why they fall off a little bit in February with the because they go so hard. But it's really and Trey told me this in that feature that I wrote about him. But the one thing that you're not prepared for 
when you transfer up from say the Mac or you come from high school, it's just, you're going to get the hell beat out of you in June and July. Yeah. And you're just not used to that physically. Yeah. It's, I mean, in guys, I'm glad you highlighted him in your, in your premium notes here. Like Rob Jones may not play as much as he has, but that guy is so, so valuable. I was told that like all the guys look to him after practice. All right. What are we doing tonight? Like, like what? It's fact. Yeah. And he loves that role. He's, I'm telling you, he is worth for, for the lock locker room chemistry alone. You want, you want that guy. He could be like team. a future GA type too. I feel like, I mean, he, though you think he, just he could be a guy get, that's like just around just, again, like and, Kyle Kemp and type I've gotten to deal with some of the stuff off the court. He just, he gets it. Like he is, he, you're, he and Taman and Trey, that's what Trey's been great too. It's hard. It's hard for these new guys. They haven't done it before. And those guys are literally showing them how it's done. And so I think that's that's when you're when you arrive as a program, C dub. And that's why I think some of those, you know, Kentucky may struggle from year to year. They don't have those that buy in long term of, you know, player to player year to year. That's why I think Kansas has always been pretty good because they get not only your high level McDonald's all American types, but then they get those three, four, five year guys that are yeah. around to show them the ropes. And only five can play. Seven are on the bench and have an impact. And, and that's, that's another thing, too, like when, when people ask about JT Rock. And it's like, does he have the skill to come in and play? Probably. I just, if if a guy like Trey King size or Hassan Ward size struggled a little bit to kind of get at yeah. right? Like, good luck. Have some patience yeah. here. Like, don't write him chill. off right away. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I just... The more you hear things, just league's really good. Winning the national title. League's really good, though. Just got to remind myself. Win the national title. Heard it here first. But I would would snatch up your tickets while you can. Kelderman Manufacturing, uh, thanks to our friends at Mechdyne for giving us Williams and Bloom on Wednesdays. This is a new part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We have some big announcements coming up. We have a new slate of shows that we are going to unleash for all of you coming up. Uh, we're still gonna have a lot of Jeff Woody. Jeff is still on board, uh, as you all know. Jared, um, Jared is no longer with us. Moving on to bigger and better things. So we wish him the best of luck. Uh, but we will, man. How long have we been doing this? You and me have been doing Cyclone Sports Talk since two thousand and four. Yeah, five. We at KASI. Five. When we actually got yeah. published, but we have been doing it before. We were on that. ISU TV before that. Yeah. Triple Threat God Sports Show, old. Cyclone Sports Show. Where did all the time I go? had I was at a thing uh, last week, and a guy stopped me. And he says, hey, I used to watch you on local access TV. <laughs> I was like, and I went, oh, no. You'd watch the same episode oh, be no. replayed he's, he's every like, yeah. Friday well, night at like, 2 a.m. He's when like, yeah, the bar is get closed. Home from, get home from people's, and there you losers would be. Speaking of that, hung out with Mike Brantner, the iconic cy- oh, wow. former Cyclone punter this weekend. He lives in Nashville. I was there on a guy's trip. And Brantner. MBZ saw him. I had tweeted that I was in Nashville. What's and he doing? He lives there now. He, he moved was great. There. He was an all-timer. That oh, guy. He's, so, yeah, well, another little teaser. There's some Rhodes era players that are thinking about doing their own Meyer to Blythe type podcast. Was Brant is Brantner the coolest special teams guy of all time? He's got to be up like, there. Literally. So we were talking about this. Me and my had, group of friends. That guy had swagger off the charts for a Walk on punter. Was I was wild. explaining this to them. I don't understand it still. He went seven of eight on fake punt calls in his career. Do you know that? 
Yeah, and he was just because he was an athlete. And he, he was, but he's also just as successful on Welch Ave, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, like the guy. Oh, you should have seen him in Puerto Vallarta on spring break. <laughs> the Brantner legend. He I mean, was, I was great. like, there are some guys who are like, well, okay, this guy's he was one of those larger than life. I'm not. And he was a really good punter too. Yeah, he was really good. He he. But I asked him. I said, "Beezy," because that's what we called him. Is he? Is he I go, fam- "What were a family? How now? many fake punts did you run?" And he's like, eight. I got seven of them. Knew it <laughs> off knew. the top of his head. What's he doing now? I'm going to guess. Can I guess? I don't know. I'm going to guess he's in like medical pharmaceutical sales. Uh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Every former player. <laughs> Who's, who has a personality. Is in medical sales. Right. And he's quite successful. I'm going to guess he is. No yeah. one, uh, was, it was a blast. The confidence of that bump on, We went to that new barstool bar down in Nashville. It was, it was cool. It was Hobnobbing with the the rich and famous now. Yeah, I, I gotta you tell like you, Nashville? though, or you Nashville I used guy? to love Nashville. What happened? And I still like Nashville, but there are too many people now. It has gone from being like this awesome place to watch to now it's just it's Vegas, bachelorette parties Vegas everywhere. Yeah. Like, and I like it. I love the like little hole in the wall dive bar honky tonks and stuff like that. I do not do crowds well, as you know. I would not do well there. My anxiety, I'm like crippling when I'm around that many people. And when they're drunk, it makes it a million. It, so do I like Nashville? Yes. Would I go again? Yes. But it would be on like a Tuesday and a Wednesday night where yeah. I can, you know, not the I was there on a Friday and Saturday and it was an absolute shit show. Not in the middle of an Ed Sheeran show. In oh, horrible. Good job out of you on that one. <sighs> what, was I your favorite, what was your favorite Ed Sheeran song? I don't know any of his songs. I know the only one I knew was, she's in love with your body. Did he sing that one? Yeah. And I just sang it all weekend long to everybody in my crew. I'm not surprised. You, you take one thing and you just, you're relentless. It's the only song I knew. Um, I, I was a good sport to go with my friends. How do you only really know once? That is bizarre. Because I don't listen to that stuff. Like if I, one, I don't really ever listen to music in the, the truck anymore because I'm listening to books or podcasts. But two, How old are you? When I do, I'm listening to like '90s Pandora country. That's what I listen Ed, to. Ed Sheeran still has some some bangers. It was a fine concert. Like I think that if you'd like Aiden, Ed Sheeran, you were to be blown away. I Aiden, don't really like him. Aiden's here. Aiden, do they do the the college kids listen to Ed Sheeran still? I'd say no. No. Yeah. I don't. But isn't isn't he the most streamed? I think he artist is on Spotify I, ever. I think so. Like even he, he was at one point. Even uh, the song "Shivers," "Bad Habits," man, seat up. You're, I knew one that was like his first song, and I knew that I'm in love with the body. That's yeah, like from ten years ago now. But, Those are the only two ones I knew. Man, Ed. You know why I don't have a voice? You guys will like this one. Well, we all. This guess. is deep into the Wednesday pod here. Yeah. So, it was after the Ed Sheeran concert. Oh boy. I um. No, I'm sorry. This was the night before. I'm sorry. What was the drink of choice in Nashville? For they don't me? have Cody Rhodes. I just drink like Coors Light. Really? Yeah. Okay. Keep it safe. I mean, yeah. So this was Friday night. All right. Not not because after the Ed Sheeran concert, I was toast. Yeah. It's just you know. Yeah. You're tired. There's so many people yeah. and like God. Mentally exhausted. So we're at this. One of the things they do now is the the bands at these honky-tonks will play whatever song you want if you pay them to do it. So it's like uh, Hell at the Moon. 
Yeah, but it's like you can do it with like a QR code. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, yeah. I personally prefer to just go up and show them the $10 bill and be like, hey, this could be yours. <laughs> so this like, is why. Like it's your kid doing a chore. This is why hey. I am hoarse. You'll love this. Did you request William Hung? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> so this group of guys that I'm with, we it's like an inside joke that our favorite artist is the old 90s country artist Mark Chestnut. And we make a joke that he's like the greatest artist of all time. Nobody Mark, Ch- he's the, going to the big D and don't mean Dallas. Got it. So I go up to this place. It's really late at night, you know, night of drinking. And I request Mark Chestnut. And I showed this young lady who was up there a crisp $10 bill. Crisp. And I said, ma'am, she called for a request. I said, I would like to request some Mark Chestnut, please. And... They go, well, what song? I go, go into the big D and don't mean Dallas. And they know the it. guitar singer who was male, because the female artist wasn't doing Mark Chestnut songs because it doesn't vibe. He's like, we don't know that one, but we do have some Mark Chestnut and we'll play we'll play it here coming up. Okay. Nice. Go back to the back of the to the honky. Did tongue. they take the ten dollars? Took ten dollars. And we're about 10, 15 songs in after that. No Mark Chestnut. Oh, no. They're playing. We got jobbed. I mean, they're playing all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, this isn't what I signed up for. And then they go again. They keep going like, all right, we're still taking requests. So I lost my damn mind. I'm like, Mark Chestnut. (laughs) And it's loud in there. So I just kept going, I paid $10 for Mark Chestnut. God damn it. And they finally sang Brother Jukebox. And you could tell they were just reluctantly playing Mark Chestnut. Too. Did they, they know did it, not... though? Yeah, they played it really well. Okay, They just would have done it an hour ago when I paid for it. I would have a voice today. Who's to blame here? Maybe it should have been a 20. I'm a very charitable man to these Nashville singers. Especially $10 for them, though. That's when like, I get a few beers in me, that's I'll, like half a Coors Light I'll pay $20 to hear well, Troubadour if I feel like it. What was the price for Coors Light? Um, and you were probably it just you, were, you were high rollers. So five seven bucks. No, I paid. I paid a lot. Right. Five seven bucks. It just kind of depends. Right. I tell you what, though, they do have they do have good deals if you go in the afternoon there. Well, you drink early enough, you get always get a great deal. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's a lot of fun. I I like it. But man, a Friday Saturday in the summer just is not a great idea if you don't like crowds. The last time I went to Nashville, I was there on like a Monday and Tuesday a lot, night. A lot better. Yeah, and it was awesome, and so I this, loved it. So you will not be doing rag bri anytime no, soon? No, God, no. I hope everybody has a good time. I think it's a terrible we'll idea. we riding through Ankeny Yeah, it's today. cool. Yeah. Sure, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I personally want nothing to do with it. Fair enough. Wishing you the best of luck with your towels. Thank you. Thank you. Hope a lot of people buy it. We'll, we'll have those uh, on Ragbri. If you're if you're listening to this on Wednesday, come see us, State Street and 18th. Yeah, you can buy a towel. Go buy a towel. It's not. Right. It's a donation. It's a donation to the We Will Collective. He's Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams. Thanks to Aiden Wyatt for producing today. We'll be back with Williams and Bloom coming up on Sunday night here on the Psych Bomb Fanatic Podcast Network.